chapter 16 this morning. <clears throat> From that Bible study this morning <clears throat> and watching that message in, so through, in song through sign, my wife, just now, just my cup's running over. <laughs> uh, I'm just filled. What a blessing to be in God's house this morning. And uh, I thank God his grace. Amen. Psalm 16. Uh, Psalm of David. Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, thou art my Lord, my goodness extendeth not to thee. But to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellent in whom is all my delight. Their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after another God. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, nor take up their names into my lips. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also shall instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Heavenly Father, I thank you. Uh, you are worthy of worship and praise. And, and I'm thankful that we could be in your house to, to worship and praise you this morning. What a blessing it's been to be here already. And the, uh, the food that you've given for our hearts and souls is just, just wonderful, God. And I ask now for the filling of your spirit to uh, minister the word to your church this morning. Fill my dear wife with your spirit, relaying the message in sign. Be with those in the nursery. Feel with thy spirit watching the children. And as I mentioned, Father, I thank you for the services already that have been such a blessing. The word going forth to the children, to the adults in the Sunday school hour. And how thankful we are to have the living word of God that transforms us more into the image of Christ. And and I pray that you would help us to receive it for that today. 
I'm thankful for each one here. I'm thankful for all those that are here with us online. And I pray that your word would do the uh, changes in our heart that needs to be done. Do the operations that need to be done within us, Father. And we pray that always that as your word would go forth from this place, from our lives as we live our daily lives as believers, that as your word would go forth, souls would be saved, lives would be changed, and Christians would be challenged to and helped to become disciples. Father, please help us to glorify you in these things. In so doing, uh, we will find that fullness of joy uh, that that will come with that. And Father, you will be glorified and pleased. Father, we pray and ask these things in Jesus' name for his glory. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. All right. I'm going to ask Brother Charlie if you would give me a glass of water. Uh, My mouth is dried up like the Sahara here. Of the God who has everything. <laughs> what do we give uh, from our lives? Uh, a Mitchum of David, that, that word Mitchum uh, is of uncertain root origin, such, and there are differences on what it may believe. Uh, most of what it says it means a writing, it means inscribed. And, uh, of course, when you want a, a teaching or something to be remembered, you write it. <laughs> you write it down. And so it, it's, it's uh, fitting that it would be a Mitchum of David, and he starts with, preserve me. <laughs> so uh, uh, we, God has preserved this psalm for us here in the Word of God. And it is through the Word of God what, that we are preserved. <laughs> Amen. And, uh, and a- enabled to walk. And glorify God. Uh, we are preserved in Christ Jesus and called, Jude wrote. And uh, that doctrine of preservation. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we certainly are thankful, are thankful uh, for that. And uh, David uh, writes here, Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust O my soul, thou said unto the Lord, Thou art my Lord, my goodness extendeth not to thee. So David realized that this God that he worshipped, is, of course, he's the only true God. He's the only God. Uh, and uh, uh, almighty God, that is. And uh, he says, uh, uh, he, he realized he's a self, self-existent, self-sufficient God. Uh, he's the great benevolent one. There's nothing that we can give to God that he hasn't already given to us. <laughs> and so uh, we endeavor to worship him. Uh, I think about David in First Chronicles chapter 29 when 
He wanted to build a temple for, for, for God, but God told him uh, that he was going to have Solomon uh, build the temple. So David began gathering the supplies for the temple and storing everything up for Solomon to the point where he gathered all the material, made all the plans and everything. Uh, Solomon could finish the thing w uh, without adding anything to that. But David encouraged them, and you can add more if God leads you to that. And I, and I believe he did. In First Chronicles 29 12, David pondering the privilege to have a part in the work and the willingness of the people to help him lay up those riches for the building of that temple. David uh, says in 1 Chronicles 29 12, Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might, and in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. He went on in verse 14 of that chapter, But who am I? And what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? For all things come of thee, and of thine own have we given thee. He goes on in verse 16. O Lord our God, all this store that we have prepared to build thee in house for thine holy name cometh of thine hand and is all thine own. You gave it to us, and by the way, it's still yours. It's still all yours. What are we? We are stewards of the mysteries of God, the Bible says, as believers. And uh, we have these truths that have been given us to share with the world, amen? The things that have been revealed that weren't previously revealed. And yet everything we have to our health, our strength, our wisdom, our wealth, it's all God's. And it's been loaned to us uh, for a short time. Psalm 24, 1, uh, uh, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. <laughs> so it's not like he gave it to me and now it's mine. No, it's still his. <laughs> but he entrusted everything I have to me to use for his glory and that's true of every believer isn't it and uh, what a challenge that is uh, but when you we recognize uh, brother Chris uh, taught on, on needing to work this morning and uh, what a good lesson that was and uh, I thank God for the needing to be a, a hard worker I've had two jobs for a lot of years I'm thinking about going to get another one after listening <laughs> I'm just kidding alright <laughs> But that was a good, a, a good lesson. Uh, but the other end of the spectrum is we can get real busy working for God and then get proud about the work. Doing so much that we might have a tendency to get proud. And you know what? God doesn't want that either, does he? And so uh, we think about that. We have to remember that in our labors for God, we don't profit God. And we'll see more of that as we go along here, what I'm talking about here. In Acts chapter 17, Paul was in Athens and preaching on the hill there, the Acropolis there. and He sees their false uh, 
devotions that they've set up for their false gods, their false altars. And, and he says, I found an altar with this inscription, to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship. Him declare I unto you, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with man's hands, that includes you and I, as though he needed anything. Brother Chris mentioned this morning, listen, God doesn't need you and I. He's self-existent. Uh, he, he, he's not worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. <laughs> God is the one who gives us strength. Isaiah 41.10 Fear thou not, I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. We get that strength from God. And by the way, we wouldn't be able to have that strength if he didn't give us the righteousness. He speaks about that righteousness that he would give through his Son faith in his son Jesus Christ uh, Isaiah 51 5 my righteousness is is near my salvation is gone forth mine arms shall judge the people the isles shall wait upon me that's you and I uh, and on mine arms shall they trust for the moss shall eat them up like a garment, talking about the wicked, in Isaiah 51.8, uh, uh, and the worm shall eat them like wool. But my righteousness shall be forever, my salvation from generation to generation. I'm going to give you a righteousness that's eternal. And that's the one that he gives us, what? Through faith in Jesus Christ. It's, what, it's the one that God, with God, the Bible says, God imputes righteousness without works. Amen. And that's because Jesus Christ did the works. And when we believe in him, the precious son of God who died for our sins and rose again, we turn in our hearts from, from our sin and trust Jesus Christ to be our Savior, to deliver us from the hell that we deserve and to give us the heaven that we don't deserve. That's when we have that righteousness imputed to us. And thereafter, we can grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. But remember, God has no need. I think about Job 22 too. Can a man be profitable unto God? As he that is wise may be profitable unto himself? And, you know, employees may profit a company. Uh, but a Christian doesn't profit God. We don't make him any better. <laughs> we don't add to his wealth. Uh, he's, he's existed eternally. All on his own power and strength and wisdom. 
He really is sufficient for himself. <laughs> he knew this. David knew this. David said, My goodness extendeth not to thee. What did he say? He says, uh, well, well, we'll get there, get ahead of myself. Uh, he knew he couldn't profit God, but he knew, he knew that he could please God. And I'm thankful for that. We have the opportunity to live a life that will please God. Amen. Because we understand that we can grieve him too. This is the other side of the coin. Because if we don't please him, then we must be grieving him. Amen. And so we understand that. Uh, David knew he couldn't profit God, but he could please God. In 1 Chronicles 29.9, the people rejoiced, they offered willingly, because with a perfect heart, they offered willingly to the Lord. And David the king also rejoiced with great joy. 1 Chronicles 29.17, David says, I know also, my God, that thou triest the heart and has pleasure in uprightness. Pleasure in uprightness. He says, as for me, in the uprightness of mine heart, I have what? Willingly offered. And God directed him, that spirit directed him, he willingly willingly offered all these things. He says, and now I have seen with joy. Willingness and joy. It's coming up. Thy people which are present here to offer willingly unto thee. And he writes in verse 18, or the first, first Chronicles 29, 18, it writes, uh, O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our fathers, keep this forever in the imagination of the of the thoughts of the heart of thy people and prepare their heart unto thee. May they ever be willing and joyful to serve you with what is yours as I've seen them do today. And as I've had a part to be able to do that, to do today as well. What he was saying there. What a blessing. <clears throat> we were created to please God. Revelation 4.11 Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Well, thou hast created all things. Here it is. And what? Three words. For thy pleasure. They are and were created. That's what we were, we were created for. God's pleasure. So I'm thankful that though I can't profit him any other way, I can please him. Amen. And so can you. And so can you if you're a believer. <clears throat> the, Spirit, the Spirit is given that we might be uh, enabled to please him. Now, I said enabled. I didn't say forced. Okay. There's a difference, you see. Uh, in uh, Philippians 2.13, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. 
That's, that's why he saved us. And in Colossians 1.10, we are to walk worthy of the Lord, what? Unto all pleasing. Unto all pleasing. And I'm glad that we can live a life to please Him. Because we can't profit God. We can't profit God. Uh, good works profit men, not God. And we'll get into that. David uh, writes here, <clears throat> We'll see. Well, how, do, how can I please God? Well, first of all, number one, uh, be geared to his saints. Have your heart focused on the saints. I look around here this morning, and I believe there's some believers here that are geared to the saints. That's why you're in God's house this morning. I was looking forward to being with the saints this morning. I'm glad that there are saints who can't be here, and by the way, they would be if they could. But they're here with us online. Amen. I'm thankful for that. That's a right heart. That's a heart that, want, that wants to please God. What did David say? Uh, My goodness extended not to thee. Then he says in verse 3, But to the saints that are in all the earth, and to the excellent in whom is all my delight. God, I can't profit you. My good works will, in any sense, benefit you. But I can have a part in helping your saints. I, I can have a part in helping my brother and my sister to grow as they have a part in helping me to do so. And what a blessing that is. As Christians, we ought to have a sincere love for the body of believers. I don't know why a Christian wouldn't want to be in church when they can be. That doesn't make sense to me. And I uh, wouldn't want to be in any other place than right here this morning, I'll tell you that. In God's house. God puts that in our heart by His Spirit. In Romans chapter 12, verse 10, Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. By the way, that word preferring has the idea of, of going before so that another can follow. It's preparing the way. It's being one who helps disciple others. <laughs> in other words, I want to walk and live in a way so that my brother doesn't, or my sister doesn't stumble. I want to help them in word and deed, and I, and I don't want to be an example that would, might cause them to stray. In honor, preferring one another. Peter wrote, Honor all men, here it is, love the brotherhood. Love the brotherhood. I'm thankful for this church. By the way, I'm thankful for the godly people in this church. Because the godly people in this church, you're challenged to me uh, to draw closer to the Lord. To seek his face. And we all need that, don't we? We all need that. In Matthew 25, uh, uh, 40, Jesus says, Verily I say unto you, and as much as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. 
So I, in a sense, minister to God in that way indirectly. God says, you can't profit me, but I'll be pleased if you'll profit my children. And I'll consider that done unto me. <laughs> what a blessing. What a blessing. Uh, you say, well, having a favor for God's people. Well, shouldn't we love the lost preacher? Well, absolutely we should. By the way, if we love God's people, uh, what, wouldn't we want the lost to become God's people? Amen? After all, where did we come from? Amen? Someone told us the gospel. That's how we became a child of God when we believed it. So we ought to want to see more saved. Uh, more lives changed. Uh, 2 Peter 3.9 God's not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. In Psalm 16.4 uh, David uh, writes here this, Their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after another God. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer nor take up their names into my lips. David saying there <clears throat> if we truly love the lost we're going to desire to see them saved uh, their sorrows come to those who serve other gods <laughs> by the way lost and saved okay and uh, we were delivered from those when we received Christ amen and we rejoice in that Going into all the world to preach the gospel to every creature. That's our commission from the Lord. So we need to be about doing that. And thankful that we can do that. In Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. We have uh, that authority from Christ to uh, give the gospel and to, and to point people to heaven. And upon their professions, if, some, you know, if someone says, well, I haven't believed in Jesus Christ, then I can tell them that, they're, that they are not yet saved uh, and they need to be born again. We have that authority because of the word of God. We know the truth, you see. And we can tell them that if they trusted Christ, if they truly turned and repented and trusted him as their savior, that they will be in heaven. Amen. Because uh, he is, he's the way, isn't he? John 14. He's not, didn't just show us the way, he is the way. John 14, 6. By the way, he is the door. I am the door. I am the door. I am the way. John 17, 3. This is life eternal. That they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. You have no eternal life unless you know the relationship between God and Jesus Christ. And what he's done for you. And we share that gospel message. That authority to do that. <clears throat> we need to be about doing that. Christian Herder. Was once governor of Massachusetts. He was campaigning for re-election. He was going from place to place. Giving speeches and. Uh, at a park, there was a gathering with a smorgasbord-style lunch being given. 
he hadn't had any breakfast so he was famished as he went through the line he came to the lady serving the chicken he asked that he might have another piece of chicken he didn't normally do that but he was famished today the lady looked and said sorry only one piece of chicken per customer the governor replied do you know who I am I'm the governor the lady replied do you know who I am I'm the lady in charge of the chicken keep the line moving <laughs> amen we've been put in charge of the gospel amen and God says it's up to us to share it and it doesn't matter what the president says or anybody else says right it's up to us to share it uh, God has highly exalted Christ given a name above every name that the name of Jesus every knee should bow things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father that's got to happen if it happens in this life that's eternal life if you don't get saved before this life's over you bow being forced to, to make that confession uh, <clears throat> so number one be geared to his saints number two number two be given uh, be given to his service verse four their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after other gods their drink offerings of blood will I not offer nor take up their names into my lips the Lord is the portion of my inheritance of my cup thou maintainest my lot look at verse 8 he says I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand I shall not be moved what's David saying here he knows that Messiah is coming through him. God has promised him that. And so he's looking for it. I'm looking for all that God has promised me by faith. Interesting, he says, I set the Lord ever before me, and because he's at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Well, what is it? Is he before or at his right hand? Well, it's both. <laughs> He's looking forward to God fulfilling his promise, sending the Messiah. And by the way, he's wanting to be more like God, looking forward in, in, in that faith. And he has the Lord right beside him what, to help him do that. Amen. <laughs> we live our lives what? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, right? And yet what? He said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He's right here by our side <laughs> because he's with us. He's helping us go to that goal we don't have that strength ourselves. he's the enabler he is our strength the Lord is our strength <clears throat> and uh, so it will be given uh, to his service David is saying in all this I will not be moved from the service of my God to serve other gods and so out of the love for the lost and for other believers because those are really the only ones that we can benefit remember we ought to be walking with God right 
We ought to be uh, 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 living a life uh, that will pray that, that, that praises God, and uh, and and uh, we ought to be uh, one of those. David is saying, out of love for the lost, I will not live for the things uh, that the world lives for, and I will not praise the things the world praises. Brother Chris was talking about separation this morning and how little of that we see today. You know, leave the church house and go and live like go, go and live like the world the rest of the week. You know, watch the things they watch, listen to the things they they listen to, say the things they say, go to the places they go, and then put on the church clothes and the right Bible and tuck it under your arm and go to church on Sunday. That doesn't work before God, okay? That doesn't please them. And by the way, it doesn't please you either. <laughs> or me. We'd never be know the joy of the Lord doing that. Be, be given, be given to his service. Matthew 4.10, Jesus told the devil, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only what shalt thou serve. <clears throat> we serve him. Many seek the ruler's favor, but every man's judgment, what? Cometh from the Lord. Well, if I can butter up to this person, you know, or that person, this, uh, this uh, uh, ruler or this, uh, this employer, you know, then I'll get what I want. Well, when you're all done buttering up, what you get came from God anyway, okay? He, he already decided what you're going to get and not get, okay? So we might as well just go straight to the source, amen, and, uh, and, and, and skip, the, skip what we think is the middleman because he's not. <laughs> Be given. Uh, in, in, in his service David is saying God is the giver and maintainer of all that I have on this side of the grave he's the one by the way he'll not, who will not leave me in the grave he will save me by his holy one he will raise up Christ and he will raise up me that's what he's saying in this, in this psalm here praise God being a, a servant of God remember he, he said there he said, uh, <clears throat> Their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after another God. Verse 4. He says, I will not, he says, he says their, their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, nor take up their names into my lips. Remember we saw that last week in our, in our study in Amos on Sunday night where Moses told them in Deuteronomy and God told them through Moses destroy those false gods and make no mention of them and Israel wound up being judged and conquered in their disobedience and put into place where their captors would not allow them to speak the name because they had taken in all the false names and neglected the true God what a challenge. What a challenge. Charles Spurgeon was saved on January 6, 1850. On February 1st, he wrote the following prayer of consecration. O great and unsearchable God, who knowest my heart and triest all my ways, with a humble dependence upon the support of the Holy Spirit, I yield up myself to thee as thine own reasonable sacrifice. I return to thee thine own, 
I would be forever unreservedly perpetually thine whilst I am on earth I would serve thee and may I enjoy thee and praise thee forever amen serving God <clears throat> being geared loving God's people being geared to God's people Romans 12 1 I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice wholly acceptable unto God which is a reasonable service be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God <clears throat> joy gladness which brings me to my last point Be glad in his service. Be glad in his service. As I mentioned, God doesn't need us. And uh, I had some verses here. <clears throat> God doesn't need us. Think about this. <clears throat> Jesus uh, said uh, in John 15 5 the end of the verse without me you can do nothing Philippians 4 13 says I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me <laughs> so take away Christ and what can we do nothing with Christ what we can, we can be the witness and the Christian that God wants us to be and that's the only way so that right there shows you our contribution as, as far as the strength goes. <laughs> it all comes from God. But what do we have the opportunity to do? To yield. And by the way, to be glad. To gladly yield. Amen. And by the way, that's what pleases God. That's what he's looking for. Because he's not going to make you obey. And he's not going to make me obey. I'm thankful that he has left something for us to have a part. You know, there are some teachings out there that say that God, you're, you're, you're just a robot and God's going to get all every, every bit of service out of you that he wants to get. That's not what I see here. He wants us to be glad in his service. Look at the verse 7 and following. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also shall instruct me in the night season. That's the word of God within him, directing his path in the hard times of life. He says, uh, so because I have God's word, uh, you know, I've, my, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I have courage through the dark times of life. And I can trust in you. My reins instruct me in the night season. I've set the Lord before me. You ought to be looking unto the Lord. I shall not be moved. And he says, verse 9, Therefore, therefore, because of these things, what's he say? My heart is glad. My heart is glad, and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. He talks about, Thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. The Messiah will not, he'll, he'll, he'll not, his body will not corrupt. You'll raise him up without the corruption. I'll be corrupted, I'll die, but I won't be left in hell. 
in the grave. That's what he's talking about there. He says, Thou wilt show me the path of life, verse 11. In thy presence is what? Fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. And at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. We have fullness of joy when we live to please God. By the way, when we willingly and gladly yield to his word. That's what pleases God. That's what he's given for us to do. And all the commands he's given is to willingly and gladly yield to that. I think about uh, Psalm 104 verse 34. Uh, the scripture says, My meditation of him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. I will be glad. <laughs> I've talked with some of you who are going through a difficult time in your life and your spirit is glad in the Lord. And I'm thankful for that. That's a ministry to me. And to all, by the way, who see that in you. It was that song, He hath made me glad, He hath made me glad. I will rejoice, for He hath made me glad. Amen. <laughs> I like 2 Corinthians 12, 15. What was Paul's resolution? He said to the church at Corinth who was struggling and not where they should have been and following the things that Paul had given them. He said, he said, and I will very gladly spend and be spent for who? For you. Because they're the ones that would profit. Though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. See, Paul knew the opportunities he had. He could be profitable unto others if he would gladly yield to God. And the gladly yielding to God is what pleases him. And then what? God does the rest through Paul and through you and I. So he accomplishes that. And others are helped. And thank God for that. <clears throat> Matthew 5.11 Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and what? Be exceeding glad. For great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. We can do that if he says we, if he tells us to, can't we? <laughs> We can do that. And thank God for that. So the pleasing God is what we can do. And we do that by willingly and gladly yielding to his will. And we'll find that fullness of, fullness of, fullness of the Spirit being used of God in that respect. And I close with this, with this illustration regarding a willing heart. A man just spilled his water. <laughs> There's only a little bit left. A man and his wife were sitting together in church 
when the offering plate was passed. We haven't done that for a while. <laughs> As the plate came by them, the husband pulled out his wallet and placed one of the two bills which he had in his wallet into the offering plate. Suddenly he realized he may have put the wrong bill in the offering plate. He pulled out his wallet, uh, looked to find that there, there was only a $5 bill left in his wallet. He had mistakenly put the $50 bill into the offering plate when he had intended to put in the $5 bill. And so he began, became restless and musing, who does that? I mean, when you have two bills, a 50 and a 5, of course, you put the 5 in the offering plate. You, you know, it's just not normal to, to put the other, uh, much less both. <laughs> uh, but uh, who does that? When all you have in your wall, you put, you put the 5, you know, put the 50 in. So he's brooding about it and watching the offering plate go down the aisle. And, and uh, <laughs> he broods over a little while and, and realizes he's not going to get it back. So he finally comes to terms with it. He says to his wife, he says, Oh, well, at least I gave $50 to the work of the Lord. The man's wife turned and looked at him and said, God's only, only giving you credit for five. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Willing and a glad heart. And we'll please God. And he'll use us, what? To help others. To help others become Christians and to grow as Christians. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word this morning that's gone forth. I thank you for so many like David. Uh, there were so many like us. God, we're so imperfect in and of ourselves. And, and yet we can get saved and serve you and grow more and more like Christ every day. And I thank you for that, God. I thank you for your loving kindness, your gentle patience toward us. But I thank you also for the chastings that you send when we need them. I thank you, Lord, for the reminder that you want us to gladly and willingly follow you and obey you and serve you. And I pray that you would help us to do that just because it pleases you. We all, you already own everything. You've bought us if we're born again twice. You own us by virtue of creation. You own us by virtue of salvation. And you are looking for that sacrifice of a willing heart and a rejoicing heart. And I pray that those things would be evident in our lives to others as we walk with you and serve you. And God, as we grow. And, and, and that will make us salty. It'll make us a light to a world that needs to see that there is a people here that love their God. There's a people here that want to be more like Jesus. And we understand that anyone out there that we meet can be on the same path. And God, the only difference between us and a lost person is Jesus. Father, I pray you give us more opportunities to share the gospel, wisdom and grace to do so. And Father, help us as believers to 
be looking out for one another, preferring one another, and in willing, willing gladness, being able to speak the words that need to be spoken. Sometimes it may be direct and hard to swallow, yet true and needed. And uh, as we've seen in, in the lesson already this morning, sometimes it's that, that, that's just what we need. Sometimes we need uh, uh, a comfort. Sometimes we need an exhortation. We need wisdom. Might we be involved willingly and gladly in receiving all those things among us as believers and sharing those and then reaching out to the lost that so they can come into the fold and have a part in this continued growth as well. And Father, help us to be careful to thank you and praise you. We ask these things in Jesus' name for his glory. Amen.